today during Rated RPG. Did Brandon <laughs> Fraser get mummy rot? Yeah, he got mummy rot on the set of The Mummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just took years to kind of really work its way in, but now. Yeah, it's just, it's more like arthritis for him. Sad. Yeah, and he, uh, his backup character was Ashton Kutcher. Burn! Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards, <laughs> to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate, Descent into Avernus. So how are you guys doing? How have you been? I've been worried, worried <sighs> about poor Kozlo. Oh, yeah. I've lost a lot of sleep about how we're going to solve this problem. Well, yeah. actually, I haven't, lost, I haven't really lost any sleep, but I've spent a few minutes thinking about it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Still here, bitches. <laughs> Still here. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you begin looking around on sort of like the roof of this entranceway to this mausoleum. There's no way inside of the mausoleum. You You walk all around the roof and... The best thing that you find are like debris, little impact marks where what appear to be like meteors or rocks have struck the ceiling. Obviously, bird crap. Lots of bird crap. Very old bird crap. Yeah, because you keep slipping on it. Yeah. But you don't, you don't find any other sort of hidden stashes of anything up there. Okay. Do you, I'll, I'll do you walk around Go the ahead. whole thing, though? Because you will spot potentially something else if you walk around the whole roof. Well, let's see. Yeah, I mean, that round I had a movement speed of 80, and otherwise it's 50, so I might as well. All right. As you guys are dusting yourselves off and making sure that the Minotaur skeletons are all dead, you hear Glubjug just kind of sprinting around on the top of this building. And Glubjug, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move just you around sort of like the outside of this. Yeah. How long does a race's no. cock last? <laughs> It lasts for hours, I think. Wow, that's um, badass. The it, it it lasts for hours, uh, the same as my proficiency bonus, but it can only animate for one hour. Cool. But an hour is that's a that's a good amount of time. As long as you don't do a short rest right now, I you think guys we'll can keep it around. Heck yeah. If your cock lasts longer than an hour, please seek medical attention. <laughs> <laughs> All Call right. two more friends over. So, Glubjag, yeah. you, you get to this end of the building, and you're, you're actually on the roof. You're not on the ground, as it looks like, but I, I don't want to move right. you into there. And you look down, and you see this really creepy-looking hole in the ground that this purple mist is sort of, like, pouring out of. It looks like some sort of crater. You can't see very far into it because it's just full of this mist. And then across the way, zooming out a little bit, you notice that there is another building it's a much much smaller building perhaps like a storage building or some sort of home for whoever would take care of this place you're not really sure does that uh hole look like a like an impact crater or like a volcanic crater that came up from below it definitely looks like an impact crater okay and then you know running around further you don't really see anything else of note so I'll bring you back up to the rest of the party. I'm going right. to cast Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. I will do the same on myself. Sweet. That'll be nine. So you guys take a few seconds to cast some healing magics on yourself. Glubjag, looks like you're still pretty 
messed up. But I guess you got hit pretty hard, huh? Club jig? I got smashed pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to gain some temporary hit points with my Deft Explorer ability. Okay. Eee, that's four. Ooh. Ooh. What did you do? I have a, an ability that gives me 1d10 plus my wisdom modifier temporary hit points. I, I think that that, yeah, that got changed. You actually don't get that ability until level 10 now. Denied. That was uh, okay. That was originally in the in the playtest version. You would have you had that at like level one or something, but now you don't get that until level ten. And it's also only equal to one d eight plus your wisdom modifier. Yeah. Great. Like rangers need to be nerfed more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sweet. Hey, they got they got uh, overbuffed. I got, apparently. Well, yeah, but they were largely thought of as one of the weakest classes. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I better read through that more. I guess. Yeah, I'm, we're, we're using Do the research. We're using the <laughs> the version in uh, Tasha's Call of Everything with, with one exception, which is we're using the old version of Foe Slayer, not Foe Slayer, Favorite Enemy, which is the one where you just right. get a certain number of free hunter's marks. Right. Yep. Because that version is way better than the new version, and even I am not willing to nerf you that much. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we look at the the newish weapons that these skeletons were holding. Can we determine anything from those? Like what the deal is? Yeah. So you you look at them and uh, please make a religion check. Anybody who's interested in kind of figuring out what's going on with these skeletons. Ooh. Do a religion check. Yeah. There. Ah, shit. Yeah. All right, so looking like we got an 18 is the highest here. So Bobby, you are looking at them, and you know you're an artificer. You used to looking at the quality of weapons and like figuring out how they were made and all this kind of stuff. And you take a look at the materials, perhaps that they're made of, and you realize that these creatures' weapons were not forged on the material plane. They were definitely forged in some one of these lower planes, either Hell or the Abyss or something like that. And you also recall that there actually is a connection between one of the demon lords and minotaurs. There is a, a demon lord that is kind of like the demon lord of beasts and, and like monstrous beastly creatures. And he is connected directly with minotaurs. In fact, he looks a lot like a minotaur. And so, you know, you're kind of thinking perhaps there's some sort of connection with these recently slain minotaurs and like the demonic incursion that's happening here. And his name, I believe, is Baphomet. Let me just double check that. Baphomet. Baphomet. Ba 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 Baphomet. Ba 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 Baphomet. Yes, Baphomet. The demon lord of minotaurs and monsters. Baphomet, have we met? <laughs> Make a weapons from a skeleton. Let's send them send them over to get you Baphomet. Baphomet. I tell them all about Baphomet and I sing that song. <laughs> so you're standing and looking at some closed doors, Dababi. Yeah. And, uh, to your right and to your left are eight pillars, 
each depicting different individuals. What do you do, y'all? I want to figure out who who's on the pillars. Okay. If I can. Absolutely. So, figuring out who is on the pillars is going to require a history check. That's Ooh, not my favorite. Oh, not religion? Get out. <laughs> yeah, look at me. I'm a history buff. Look at you. How Damn. Buff you are. I'm history buffed. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, so Costello, you sort of like walk over and you start looking at one of the pillars and you're just like, I, I'm pretty sure this is depicting Agnathar. And then Devabi is like- I slap his hand away. Move, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! And he's like, no, that's Zakal of Torm. This is Agnathar. And that one's Bertha Zomes. And this one's Yevany Durin. And this one's Kazar. And this one's Zivik Lurin. And this one's Dop Husser. And this one's Rank the Bloody. And this one's Laviel Denou. And finally, this one's Van Lancer Eagle Talon. Oh, well, uh... <laughs> Obviously. Why you gotta be such an asshole about it? Now recite those back for me. I wanna make sure you remember. Bugnathar and Zimethal and Ixmal. Uh, close enough. That was a Randall, I think. Yeah, Randall. <laughs> Randall, yeah. <laughs> New from DuPont Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> so these, you know, it's just a whole bunch of random names, but these are all famous heroes of the four main deities that are worshipped here. Lithander, Torm, Helm, and Tyr. I believe it's two of each, two heroes for each god. All right. Can we hear anything besides a cat inside the, uh... <laughs> no, it is oddly quiet coming from inside of there. Who wants to sneak in? Not to be outdone by Dababi, Koslo, I would like you to roll an arcana or religion check. Whichever oh, boy. Uh, which is going to be worse for me? Uh, we'll, go with, we'll go with arcana. Why not? Same, same thing. Oh? Oh! Hey! So, as Dababi's like spouting off all these names of heroes, you sort of like tune him out as you look more closely at the uh, nearest pillar. And you realize that these pillars can be empowered with radiant energy if the name of the hero that it represents is spoken out loud as an action. You should say the names out loud, Dababi, because this will do this thing that I just thought of. Wait, what? It, it reminds you of that bridge. You guys remember the bridge that, uh, yeah. You should power yeah. them up. I'll power them up. Say right. their names. Power I them say up. their names. All right. So go for, go to, go to one of the pillars and then I'll, I'll say that you say the name as an action. All right. I go to this one first. Okay. And you speak the name that is associated with it and the pillar begins to glow and then it almost seems like the pillar sort of screeches and a black form just sort of emerges from the pillar, screeching and, and coming right at you. Everybody roll initiative. <laughs> uh, guys, I don't think this is a good idea. Whose idea was this again? Hmm. The Dungeon Masters. We have a great idea. <laughs> <The Dungeon> Master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, Dude, so there's like a, a whole shitload of these things now. Okay. Yeah, out of all of the pillars. Oh, we got friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to, just for ease, I'm going to roll each type of enemy's initiative separately. 
and then they'll all go at that those same. Wonder initiatives. if they would have just come out if we'd opened the door anyway. Yeah, we can tell ourselves that. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna tell myself. Yeah. They would have we come in from behind us, though. Surprised us when we got inside. It would have been a huge mistake. So they rolled not very good. So that's nice. So what do these things look like? So they they definitely appear to be various incorporeal undead, like ghosts of some form. Half of them appear to be just pure blackness. They just appear to be shadows of some sort of creature. The other ones are a bit more glowing, sort of like ghost bustery, ghost looking, you know, guys uh-huh. that just come screaming at you, trying to touch you, which you know is a very bad thing usually when ghosts touch you. You guys rolled really good, so that's nice. Glubjag, you are the first one to react to this happening. Your turn. Excellent. So, does attacking twice, does that mean I can do an action and an attack? No, you have to You have to declare I'm taking the attack action, and that's your action for the turn. But then you can Got make it. two attacks. I am going to cast protection from evil and good on myself. Okay. And I'm going to ready Bardrum's Bite. Sure. You quickly cast the spell on yourself, and then you draw your gleaming magical longsword. Uh, are you moving anywhere? Yeah, I think... Is that, is that ch- chicken still there? It is. Yes, it is. And I was... It's... Yeah, it is. Yep. For an hour. It's going to be animated. I'm going to move behind the chicken here for the moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stealth chicken. That's good. Everybody get out of my way. I have an idea. Speaking of chickens, Ooh. it's Race's turn. Hey, I'm going to do a... I can do fairy fire on the purple and the dark one. Or is it going to still hit them? Is that 20 feet without those guys? Or Oh, no. Nope. Uh, if you Yeah, if you try to hit these two here, it's a 20-foot cube, okay. so it's going to hit either Koslo or Dababi. Oh, shucks. Okay. Oh, then instead, let me go ahead and do a little bit of... Can it be a diagonal cube? No, no. It, it just says 20-foot cube. That would... Uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Hey, fuck it. That's the that's TM of the Silverhawk era. says, it's at this point Race accidentally summons a marshmallow man. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to not cast fairy fire on these schlubs, these heathens. (laughs) All right, so one shadow has to make a save, and one of the other ones. Okay, so shadow has passed. It dodges out of the way of the fairy fire. The specter has failed. (laughs) We'll take one. There you go. We expected that. Uh, <laughs> negative um, inspiration. Then... <laughs> <laughs> no, Emery likes puns. Uh, I do. Love Bobby them. still has his inspiration, so I want to give. Ooh, hmm. I want to give one to Glubjack because I think he's gonna do something on his next. I gotta give it to Coslo. He's in danger. All right, Coslo's gonna get a bardic inspiration. Yeah, Coslo bardic inspiration, and also I'm gonna tell the chicken to hover. My feet above the purple dude. Whoa. Good idea. He has a five foot reach, so we're going to slip 
All right, I, I was busy reading something, so I missed who you're inspiring. Who are you inspiring? Uh, I'm inspiring Coslo. All right, I thought for a second you were gonna inspire your own cock, and I thought that was a great idea. <laughs> but it's also a great idea to inspire Coslo. <laughs> My cock is healthier than Coslo at the current moment. So. <laughs> yeah. He's inspired by Coslo, yeah. All right, so it is your chicken's turn. What do you do? Sorry, calling him Coslo the Doomed. Uh, I tell him to, he flew, he's hovering five feet above the specter, and I want him to slip slap. We're just gonna give him a couple touches. Okay. Mm. Touches, sure. Oh, that doesn't give me confidence. I'm nervous now. Oh boy. Go ahead and slap that specter. Ooh, come on. Oh, roll 20. Any day now? Hey, baby. Hey. Roll 20. Hi, it's me. Hey, there you go. You're doing your almost. Oh, no. Wait. Wait. Oh! All right, well, that's a miss, but you have advantage because it's very fired. So go and roll again. Oh, hey! Kiss my double cheeks. There we go. That is a hit. Then a D10. Slap him in the mouth. Yeah, let's go. Ooh, nice. Nice, nice. 10, 13 force damage. And it's great that it's force damage because specters are resistant to a lot of stuff, but not oh, ooh, force. Yeah, I knew that. You know me, I'm an expert at this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nice job. Okay, specters will go now. So the specter is going to, well, it's going to try to drain the life out of someone. You're riding on this giant cock and you just slapped it with your giant cock, so it's going to also fly up to meet you because what? it can to totally fly. Oh, it can fly? Shit. Yep. Thought I did something. <laughs> this will provoke from Coslo, however, who's standing right there. Yeah, it will. Coslo, do you wish to make a melee attack against it? Yeah, with my shillelagh. Ooh. Ooh. Is not gonna and, hit. Oh, yeah. You do got the inspiration. You can re-roll, I think. You could roll a D8 and add it to your 8 if you wanted to. Let's do that. Uh, do it. Okay. Do it. That is a hit. Nice. All right. <laughs> yeah! And your your weapon is still shillelagh, right, from the, la from the last fight. So yes. that does... It's magical bludgeoning, right? Yes. Okay. What catch? So that gets through its resistance. What's wrong with you? For five points. Nice. The specter begins to look like it's glitching out of resistance. The Whatever is holding it together begins to temporarily shrink in and of itself, and then it forces itself to expand out again. It's flickering, if you will. But it reaches out to try to touch race and drain the life from oh, it. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, he got his got life so back. back. <laughs> Here goes nothing. Life drain. 16. Okay, 16 to hit. Uh, I believe that'll hit, right? Is that off of my armor class? Because my armor class is 18. Yeah! No! Nice. <laughs> Away <laughs> from me, you bitch! Take that, Phil Spector. Oh. <laughs> why is everybody gotta have such freaking high AC, man? Wait, why why is your why is your AC 18? Man, um it, that's what it says there. Didn't I get a? Sh I don't know, man. I, let me see. Let me look at my equipment. I'm just. 
Yeah. You got like bracers. Because I have something. a studded leather and a plus one. Yeah, he's got one. something. Yeah, I got he... a studded leather plus one. I don't know if that is the that mummy the has braced, gave you bracers of defense, right? That's the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Is that what's giving you the AC of eighteen? That is a really good AC for a bard. That's all. Yeah, I was surprised too when I looked. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you guys, Henry just Henry wants to do his own research, okay? Yeah, yeah, guys, come do on. Research, man. Just let him do his own research. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at his character sheet right now. Thirteen armor from the studded leather. Oh yeah, that's a seventeen plus one miscellaneous bonus. I don't know what's giving the plus one miscellaneous bonus, but. The personality. It's at least 17. And then, yeah. yeah, it's at least 17. So that 16 yeah. is definitely going to miss. We're going to go with the 18. I'm sure that that's accurate. It's got to be. All right. So it misses you. Let's see. Other specters will go. So, Glubjug, you notice this. Coslo, you'd notice it too because of your amazing passive perception. But one of these specters begins to move not towards you guys, but away from you guys. Uh oh. Uh, it's the one way down to the south. It just sort of, yeah, flees around the corner of the building. Well, this isn't good. And, wow, these things can move very, very quickly. So that one goes. Then this other specter, it's going to go for Glubjag, because it can actually get that far. It's got a 50-foot fly speed. So flies up to Glubjag and reaches out with its ghostly uh, talons and tries to drain the life out of you. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Wow. That's more damage than the Minotaur skeleton. Wow. Oops. I'm really glad I didn't tr decide to attack Koslo, because that would be game over for Koslo. Yeah. What about his protection from uh, good or evil? Yeah! yeah! You have that, don't you? That's true. I do, so it's not a uh, crit. It's not a crit, no. Still take 15 points of damage, however. And you need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Yeah. I think uh Glenn no! did. Do you have inspiration? Hey, hey like, you have an inspiration from me. No. Do you have a Bardic inspiration? Uh, I gave it oh. to Coslo. Shit. Yeah, and I also gave my inspiration to Coslo. <laughs> I'll give my Bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So you take 15 damage and your maximum hit point are reduced by 15. Now, wow. Luckily, that doesn't last as long as Mummy Rot. That will return once you do a long rest. But still, so, ouch. Don't worry, we only got... Um, the the damage comes guys. out before my max is reduced, yes? Uh, Yeah, the damage happens, and then your maximum is reduced by 15. Don't worry, guys, we only got eight of these guys left. We'll be... Okay. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Alright, so that was those guys. Now the last specter that's still around is gonna fly. He has a fly of fifty. How far can he get? Oh, oh he can get far enough to fuck with me. Bad news, Goslo. It's <laughs> coming to you. Bad news, everyone. Yeah, he's got so much inspiration, he'll just be able to <laughs> oh, I don't have anything left. Well, oh. Okay, oh, good. Saved my bacon already a couple of times. Oh boy. oh, boy. Here we go. All right. All right. Only gets a 13. That is going to be a mess. Whew. All right. Brutal. Yep. To Bobby. 
All right, so the question is, guys, should I try to take out the one that's running away, or should I try to not let our entire party die? Of choices, truly. That one's yeah. running away to go tell someone something. Yeah. So, yeah, Snitches like... get stitches, man. Stitch them up. Yeah, they, they move pretty fast. I don't think you'll catch them. I don't have to. Is he 150 feet from me? <laughs> you don't even know where he is, because he r turned a corner and then was out of your sight. Oh, uh, I didn't notice him? Oh, yeah, you would have noticed him. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'll say... Oh, he, did he turn he, a corner? He did turn a corner. He was way down at the south. He was in the very bottom pillar. So and, what are you talking about? 120 yeah. feet to right there. Yeah, he'd be outside of your range, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to move up. I don't know. It's probably hopeless. I'm just going to focus on what's around me. Seems like more of a realistic thing to do anyway. Okay. Great. Uh, I'm going to use Mr. Shield. Mr. Mr. Shield, hey. Yes. Hey, wake up. I, uh, I'm going to need some help here. You seem kind of excited about that. Mm. What would you like me to do? Mr. Shield. I want you to fireball the shit out of these assholes. All right. I give you, I grant you permission to fireball the shit out of these assholes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I might recommend oh. waiting for them to group up a little bit better or something because fireball is only going to hit maybe like... Uh, I'll wait for them to kill Kozlo and then I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, <laughs> may, I recommend, may, body. may I recommend a wall of fire instead? Oh, you can do that? I'm pretty sure I can. Let's check. Oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since he's used his powers. He's shield, you know? shield of the head lord. <laughs> One next, one charge cast fireball or two charges cast wall of fire. And Holy how many charges does he get every day? Three. Three. All right. Yeah, yeah. Wall of fire. That's a great. I like that one. Uh, I'm glad that's on your menu. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, they fly over it? Well, I'm not exactly clear on how this whole wall of fire thing works. I guess I'll look it up. Well, so if you cast wall of fire, you could hit three of them instantly. And then can I protect us at all from the other ones? So Wall of Fire allows you to... You do have a good point, though, Dion. They can't fly over it and around it and whatnot. So it's not really gonna, likely going to be able to protect you from them. However, you create a long line of fire that, that damages anything that is in it when it appears, but then also damages things Ooh. that try to move through it. So at the very least, you can Ooh. cause things to take damage when you place the line on the ground and make the fire appear. Yeah. The reason why fireball isn't a great idea is I think you're only going to be able to hit maybe, let's see. I guess you could hit three of them with a fireball as well. I can't hit four of them with wall of fire, like make the, a neat little circle around Kozlo. You can make a circle 20 feet in diameter. Yeah, 20, 20 feet in diameter. So yeah, it's pretty, right. pretty small. But they could go over it. Let but how just... many can I hit? Just three? I think you could get the three that are kind of in a line there. Yeah, you could definitely get these three with a wall of fire. That's what I was thinking, like, that would be the easiest thing to do. Yeah, I want to do that, and then at least they'll have to go up and over it if they want to, like, you know, fuck with anyone. And then if anybody's got something that can push them into the fire, that could be useful. I don't know. All right. We'll just go with the wall of fire here. And it also does more damage, I think, than a, than a fireball. But a fiery... It does 5d8, yeah. 5d8? Okay. A fiery wall springs into existence along this line here and hits 
two of the shadows and one of the specters, including the shadow that is fighting race, or, or the specter that's fighting race. And um, since I'm level six, does uh -huh. that advantage matter here? Am I considered casting it, or is it coming from somewhere else? So it it uses its own like stats and everything. It has its own spell saving throw DC and all that kind of stuff. What special ability do you have that you're? It's just me being, you know. It says like when you cast a spell using a spell slot of fifth level or higher. Gotcha. That, well, that's a fifth level spell. Oh, fifth level. Yeah. Yeah. Never yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Never but mind. It, so it might it might cast it at fifth level. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it it can only cast it as a fourth level spell, I believe. Yeah, it only casts it as a normal fourth level one. But it does have okay. a really high spell saving throw DC, so I don't think they're going to pass it. But let's find out. So deck save for the Spectre. It got an 11. That's a fail. Why don't you roll 5d8? They're all going to take the same amount of damage. Oh, yes, come I on, big roll. Shall. Big roll. Come on, baby. Big oh, money, sorry. big Bobby. money, big money. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Fail. And fail. Okay. Who? Fucking uh, weak. Not great. Oh, Ooh, that was pretty weak. All Come right. On, shield. <laughs> what happened? Uh, okay. So, unfortunately, all of these things are resistant to fire. Uh, but they all Figures. failed their saves. So, they're all taking half. So, that's eight points of damage. That kills the specter that's fighting race, and it almost yes. destroys both of the other shadows. So, nice work. Anything else to Bobby? Don't think so. I don't think there's anything bonus I can really do, right? I don't think there's any bonus actions I would want to do. Okay. Unless the shield can do a bonus action. <laughs> no, it sadly can't. Okay. Okay. Coslo, buddy. All right. I am going to disengage because this specter's right here. Mm. And I'm going to head right up over here and I'd like to hide. Sure. Do you have any ability that allows you to disengage or hide as a bonus action? So I'm just going to use my action to disengage and sure. then my movement. Mask of the Wild as a wood elf allows me to attempt to hide when I'm lightly obscured. Oh, okay. Hiding itself is an action, unless you're a rogue or somebody, some other oh, class that has okay. the ability to make a uh, bonus action. Right. So you're going to have to hide next turn, but okay. you are okay. in a position where you can hide. Okay, yes. Okay, shadow time. So the shadow directly in front of you, Dababi, is burning in agony because of this like radiant energy that's coming off of the pillar that you activated. So oh. it immediately takes damage. Why don't you roll a d10 for me? Very good. Four points. So this shadow screeches in pain and reaches out to touch you to Bobby. Here it goes. Bad touch. Can't touch this. That's right. Yes, that is a miss. And it immediately, once it has missed you, begins to move away from the pillar. This provokes an attack from you. I, I point oh, at it and I say, break it down. His, 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 his wrench gonna hit you so hard. <laughs> you gonna say? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Opportunity, yeah, here we go. Get him. 
Oh, oh, here comes the wrenching. Oh. That, that is right. a hit. Hey. Ten thunder Kaboom. damage. Yeah, okay. how does he like thunder damage? He loves it. It does only half damage to it. Ah, yes. rubbish. So it is still able to keep its form together, and Glovejag, it sort of like gets around you and begins to flank you between it and the specter. Uh oh Yeah, so that was the first shadow. Second shadow. All right, so this is important to Bobby. When you create a wall of fire, you choose which direction the heat is coming off of it. Mm -hmm. So it puts out heat in 10 feet from either from one side of it. So is the hot side going to be on the side facing out or the side facing in? Uh, I don't want to burn rice. Well, how much heat are we talking about here? It's another 5d8 damage, <laughs> but only if you end your turn within 10 feet of the wall on that side. Okay, so rice can just, can fly know, high. Can just chicken fly out of the way. Yeah. Okay, so I will have it go outward then. Okay. Hot wall going out. So this specter, which is in the wall, moves out of it. Five, ten. Well, it's going to fly over here, and it's going to attack race. Oh, he wouldn't dare. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, well, he would. Mm, strength drain attack trying to touch you. The bad touch. Away from me! Close. <laughs> Horrible chicken defense. <laughs> oh man! All right, then the last. Sh oh, there's two more shadows. Okay, five. They only have a forty feet. Oh, they don't fly. Interesting. They don't ah! fly. So this one actually couldn't have attacked you. I thought these things flew. <laughs> All right, in that case, it's actually going to double move and get to Glubjag. And that attack just never happened. This one's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, double move. 5, 10, 15, 20. So force damage was effective against these things? Yes, oh, sir. wait. Oh, it's not going to go to that pillar because that pillar is radiating energy. So I guess this one's going to Glubjag, too. And then the final one. <laughs> Jesus. Five, ten, that is a five, fucking party. <laughs> 30, 35, 40. casts self-destruct. Spectres love cool Glubjag. 25, 30, 35, 40. All right, nice. Glubjag, you got a nice big party around you. Sure do. And speak of the devil, it's your turn. Okay. Are any of these things injured? Yeah, actually, let me mark them. This one is badly injured as well as... This one. And actually this one. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, what about the wraith? That guy is fully healed. One of the wraiths was is destroyed. They're actually specters. One of the specters is destroyed, the other one fled. Got it. But this one wasn't hit by the wall, the one right next to me? Oh, no, no. The one that was hit by the wall, that one was destroyed. All right. So I am going to attack the wounded one to my south. Okay. All right. That is a hit for six Excellent. magical piercing damage. And it is not resistant to your magical piercing damage. So full. It is still alive, though. Just barely. I will hit it again. Okay. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. Eight to hit. And because of your fighting style, you don't have any disadvantage in melee. Oh, wait, you're using 
Yeah, you're using your longbow, so no disadvantage in melee because your fighting style. And it kills it. Nice job. Okay. As a bonus action, I am going to cast Misty Step. That's a nice. Well, that's very nice. It's a nice spell. It's a good spell. Nice. Taking cover around that glowing pillar. Smart move. Smart move. Race, your turn. That's it for me. <coughs> All right. Oof, oof. Get to the pillar. Get to the pillar. <laughs> Get to the pillar. Come on. Um, What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I've been debating on Hypnotic Pattern, but I don't know if I need a level 3 this early into it. I, I'm kind of trying to keep them for the scary guys. These guys aren't that scary. So I'm just going to go with an old-fashioned classic, my first spell to ever do anything. I'm casting a level 2 sleep on those four bastards right there. They can eat my entire ass. All right, level 2 sleep. Sounds good to me. Let's hope they're not and immune to sleep. What is that? 5d8? 5d6d8. Okay. Gadoosh! That should have been better, but we'll take it. Alright, 26. That was about average. It was actually only slightly, slightly below average. 26. So, going with the lowest first, I'm looking at these stat blocks here, and shadows are immune to exhaustion, Frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, and restrained. But guess what they're not immune to? They're not immune oh. to sleep. Oh my god. <laughs> not immune. So, sleepy time, boys. Sleep. Then the next one, sleep. Now that's a total of, you got 26. Ah, oh, damn. Just, just barely not enough to just sleep. Short. Yeah, you need to roll one point higher to get this last one, unfortunately. Uh, you know what, we'll take two out, that's fine. Um, and as far as the chicken goes, whew. oh man, what are we gonna do, chicken? There's a specter over there. Well, you might wanna move jerk. away from the wall of fire that's... Oh yeah, thank you so much. I forgot fire is not good for me. Uh, I'm gonna move backwards. Me and my chicken are gonna flap away from the ring of fire. All right. And yeah. Sounds good. So you yeah, let's flap bring them away. all over by Coslo. Are you? Are, yeah. Are you gonna like hide behind the pillar or like what's your? Where are you gonna go? I'm gonna I'm gonna fly over it and I'm gonna see that specter face to face, man. Oh, you're gonna fight the specter face to face? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do a little one on one. The the one on the steps specifically. Oh sure. Well, right. well that take me through the fire. And, yeah. I'm, I mean, I can fly over it. I'm keeping you out of the ten okay. feet area that the heat is in. So right there keeps you more than 10 feet away from the fire, so you won't take that damage. And you can still attack that specter as well. So go ahead and make the roll. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give him the business. That's the good business. That's a good, that, that'll hit for- hey, We'll take a nine. Nine points, not bad. Force damage goes all the way through, no resistance. And we gotta remember also, these guys are dancing, and so their, their movement is slowed, in case that matters. It's like the Thriller music video. Just great. <laughs> okay. So these undead monstrosities trying to drain the life out of any living things they can. They are going to ignore your chicken made of stone and they're going to they're going to try to to touch you race. So yeah, it happens. 
Yeah. Time to go to a rave. Somebody want to touch you. <laughs> All right, so two specters coming at you. One. Oh, 17. That is a miss. Second. Away from me. Second Do attack. Do not know you, man. Oh, oh that is a 19. <laughs> okay, so this second attack gets through, dealing 15 points of necrotic damage. And I need you to make the dreaded constitution saving throw. I feel for you, little buddy. Oh, baby. Oh, no, oh baby. Wait, that was a D10. Wait, that was a D10. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that what didn't count. D20. A D20? Oh, thank you, thank you. Come on, baby. Wow, baby. You're going to get a bonus on a constitution save? So it's a con save. His bonus is plus zero. Nice. Zero, baby. Yes. Oh. Right, so... Yeah, unfortunately, 15 points of damage, which I applied to you, and your maximum health is now reduced as well. So... I hate to see you. Yeah. Wow, it's great being level six. His maximum hit points is now 12. <laughs> wow. Oh, We're so geez. powerful now, you guys. Mm. Mm. What's his current hit points? 12. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's more than enough. He is he is a squishy yeah. little buddy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> you have to start throwing your chicken in front of you. Is sleep yeah, a concentration we'll spell? I kind of don't think it is, actually. Uh, I'll have to go check. Boop -boop -boop. Oh, it doesn't say it. Not concentration. So That's nice. Alright, yeah, you don't <laughs> have to worry about those uh, the shadows waking up. What about rats? Are these things probably like rats? I think the rats going to have to help, man. I'm going to play a, a ditty. Bobby, your turn. Oh my god, I don't know what to even do to these dudes. Smack them up good. I guess I'm just gonna smack them up good. <laughs> <laughs> like, not much else I can do. Okay, try to save my little buddy, I guess, is what I'm gonna try to do. Okay, I can only hit... Okay, I'm gonna go here. Can I get over there? Is that uh, possible? How, how high up are you flying with on your chicken race? I was five feet. At only the five feet up? Okay, so yeah, those yeah. specters are still within your reach, Dababi. They're a little, little bit flo floating up, but you can definitely hit them. Okay, and I can go under a race enough? Yes. To get over here? Okay, great. Ducked underneath him. All right, and uh, either specter damaged. Neither of these two specters are damaged. Wait, oh, one of them is. Sorry, one of them nine. is. Okay, I think, I think I'll do that. All right, yeah, I guess I will. That's 25 feet, so yeah, you can totally get there. No probs. Uh-oh. Thunder oh, wrench. Uh, can I use Bardic uh, Inspiration? Yeah, if you have Still it. Still have it. Definitely. And uh, actually, I'm gonna, can I use regular Inspiration, or did, is it did I because I already rolled? I can't. Or uh, yeah, you're of, supposed to use that before you roll. All right, but Bardic Inspiration you can use after. Yes. And uh, do we? What's their AC? Did we figure that out? But yeah, you guys don't know what their AC is yet. But yeah, you don't know if that 11 hits or not. I don't remember anyone ever rolling that low. I'm just going to make sure and use the Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Roll D D8. You have a note, uh, like, your Bardic Inspiration does something special, right, Dion? Yes, sir. It's a note of inspiration. Let me pull them up. Where are you? Where are you? Okay, so you can uh, either add it to an ability check, an attack roll, and then they got to do a con saving throw or take thunder damage equal to the number rolled on the Bardic Inspiration die. Or you can use it as a saving throw. 
Okay. So... Right, and it's just a one time. The target on each creature of your choice that you can see within five feet. <gasps> oh, each creature of your choice. That's so good. So yeah, not only did you roll a five, which turns your attack roll into a hit, but now that creature has to make a saving throw, which mm -hmm. I will do right now. Yes! Whiff of the people! It has rolled a 14. Stephanus. It is a fail. All right, so now it takes five thunder damage. All right. Wow, but that's probably wow, cut in half, wow, or wait, wow. no. I don't know how that how it affects these dudes, do I? Yeah, it is resistant. So, two Bitch. thunder damage. But you also deal ten. So you're actually doing a total of seven thunder damage with that attack. Okay, well, it'll have to do. Yeah. Um, I think I might have to disengage now. Or wait, did I move? Do I have any movement left? You move 25 feet. Wait, I have an idea. Uh-oh. What if... That was I only just your first attack, though, buddy. I know, I know. I'm using my second attack. I'm going to Boots of sure. the Winding Path over here and try to make it so that this guy and this guy have both have to attack me or get disadvantage. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so your yeah. movement actually was like you started here, you ran there, and then you moved there. Exactly. So now I'm whipping back with... The, I'm teleporting five feet the other direction. Okay. Like some sort of crazy Quicksilver bitch, and I'm going to smack this guy. <laughs> okay. So you're actually going to want to end up in this square here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which you you can be in that square because Race and his giant cock are actually flying above you. Well, so. I don't really want to be underneath his giant cock, honestly, but I guess if All I right. have to. Uh, you don't have it's to. It's good work if you can get it. But this, this maneuver that you are planning on doing, this would provoke an attack from this specter. Because you, you ran over here, then here, attacked this guy, and then teleported oh, right, back right, right. here. You see gotcha. what I'm saying? Yeah, so. okay. I'll do it the way that you suggest then. Right. Because I was here. going underneath him. Groovy. So I actually don't have to teleport then because... No. Well, no. You can still do it because it's cool. Wait, here's the thing though. <laughs> like, maybe I should teleport. And just teleport right there. Or was I was never in that spot. You are never so. in that square. Oh, wait, I could go here. You can teleport back there, yeah. So now that loser that's over here has to move towards me. All right. So we all know that's very confusing, but he started here, <laughs> ran there, then there, attacked this guy, and then teleported back to that square. <laughs> yeah. And then is now going to attack this guy. All yeah, right. That's, they don't that's even whack. Know. I don't they think don't they know can even see what the hell's happening. happening. There. Attack this guy. There it is. That's the one. All right, that is a hit. Suck that down, bitch. I'm going to use my other... Can I use my regular inspiration to do extra damage? No. no All right, that, that just gives that you advantage on, on D20 rolls. On a roll if I want it? Okay. Yeah. All right, but you do do a pretty amazing maneuver, and you manage to hit both specters without provoking any attacks of opportunity and ending up out of melee range of this one. So, nice yeah. job. Yeah. Both of them are damaged. One of them is pretty severely damaged. This one to the south here. And then it is Koslo's turn. Okay, Koslo's gonna run over here. He's gonna hide behind this pillar. And then he's <laughs> going to cast a moonbeam. Ooh! Ooh. Yay! On this one right here. Okay. All right, wow, that's that's gonna be some serious damage if this thing doesn't dodge out of the way. It gets some sort of save, right? Has it already used a reaction? No. Well, yeah, it does. A, it has a save attached. 
to it. It's it in its turn, right? Constitution saving throw. Okay, groovy. And I, and I think the damage happens at the beginning of its turn if it starts in it, right? Yeah, I think so. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there. Gotcha. All right. It's a five-foot radius. Yeah, groovy. So this big pillar of light just streaks down from the sky and lights up this specter, and it begins to scream in agony. You've basically created, like, a mobile one of these pillars that you're hiding behind. So... It's time for some... That's my side business, mobile pillar DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Thanks for that one. It's shadow time. So this shadow runs over here past its sleeping friends and will attack the Bobby. Bring it, scum. Strength drain. Come on, let's get a crit. Let's go. Crit. Oh, oh shit. 23. Oh. 19 on the die. Whew. All right, my friends. That is nine necrotic damage. And I get to roll a d4. And I no longer have shield. Oh, bummer. What's your strength score? My strength is 10. It is now 6. Shit, I don't need strength. <laughs> you need you need to have your strength above 0, otherwise something really bad happens. Well, plus Ooh. now you get minuses when you hit with your wrench and stuff. No, I don't cuz I use my dexterity for your intelligence. He uses his intelligence. Intelligence. Big IQ brain. I use my. I use. I have a smart wrench. There is one potential problem. How heavy is your plane armor? It's not. It's not heavy. It's It's magical, so it's not heavy. Oh, is that is that true? Are you just making that up? Strength has nothing to do with it. It's. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't weigh anything special because I'm an artificer. Okay. Well, whose focus is on being awesome. I think I think even if it did weigh in a, as much as plate armor, I think even with a 6 strength you might still be okay right now. The other two shadows are asleep, so Glubjag, your turn. Ooh. All right. I'm going to attack that specter. Okay. The one that's in the moonbeam or the one that's not in the moonbeam? Well, behind this pillar I can't see everything, so maybe I should move up. Yeah, the one that's not in the moonbeam. Okay. It will have a, a plus two to its AC just because it is technically behind that giant cock. But I my mean, my, my uh, specialization cancels that out. You ignore cover as well? I do. Yes, oh. I do. Oh, wow. All right. Never mind then. Except for full cover. Oh, that's right. Nice. And I'm also going to use my uh, Horizon Walker ability to... Ignore resistance and do extra damage. Wow. You jerk. (laughs) Alright. FYI, check this out. Armorer Artificer. If the armor normally has a strength requirement, the arcane armor lacks this requirement for you. Yes. Yeah. That is different from the armor weighs nothing. Normally, plate armor has a strength requirement of like 15. And if you don't have a strength of 15, you literally you have disadvantage on everything when you're when you're wearing it. So it still weighs however much plate armor normally weighs. Right. All right. So that is a 19. That is definitely a hit for 10 damage, ignoring resistance, and an additional five. Right. So that is correct. 15. 
Ding, ding, ding. That's a magic number. It had exactly 15 hit points. Excellent. Nice. Now, the other one probably has full cover from me, so I'll go for uh, the other specter there. Okay, this shadow actually right here, this one is on the ground with Dababi. So, uh, yeah, you can actually see right under the giant cock and shoot the shadow with no problem. Okay, I will do that. <laughs> Ooh, sir! Go ahead! Wowee! <laughs> All right, 10 nice. piercing, and it's with a magical bow, so no resistance. Bam, this thing is instantly brought down to almost dead status with that shot. Sweet, and I'm going to hang out by this pillar. Okay. <laughs> All right, next up is Race and his giant cock. Ooh. All right, so what I... Hmm, if I move my... Can't like jump off my cock, can I? Yeah. Like over the fire. Heck yeah! Over I'm gonna jump off the cock, go towards the pillar. Sure. If that's uh, doable. Yeah. And then I'm gonna look at that specter who touched me so egregiously and say, "Hey, yo, bridge!" Because you gotta talk like a ghost because it's a specter. Ooh! I wonder how long you've been dead. You can't even kill someone who's less than four feet tall. Listen, dog. When I was five years old, I was already killing specters twice your size. Suck my dick. Damn. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, <laughs> so oh, you get a, off and you run over to this pillar and then you insult the remaining specter. So here goes the save. Chicken abandonment. Ooh, natural Oops. 20. Sir! Relax! I think the specter right. is too busy screaming in agony as the moonbeam rips it apart <laughs> to even <laughs> hear your uh, your insult. <laughs> I'm gonna tell my chicken whoop that ass to the specter. Okay. And then let's go ahead and roll that d20. Good deuce. Yeah, that's what you like to see. For nine. nine. So, are you attacking the specter or are you attacking the shadow? Oh, actually, in Moonbeam, it can't move, right? It's just got to take that work. It can move if it survives. It will take a bunch of damage oh, yeah, at the beginning its turn, of its turn. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be dead. Take out that okay, specter. Okay, so let's take out that specter. Oh, the, Big the, nine the shadow? Shap, yes, okay. yes, okay. sir. Yeah, the darkie. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah, hey, now don't get canceled, guys. <laughs> uh. <laughs> nine points of damage. Force damage will destroy it. That's a good chicken. Good chicken. Good chicken. You're a good chicken. All right, Coslo, you've been waiting patiently. It is now time for you to roll your moonbeam damage. Come on, big beam. Big beam. I'm not even going to roll a save. Yeah, <laughs> didn't think so. Ten radiant damage. Even if it passes its save, it's still taking double damage because it's vulnerable. So it is dead. Oh, hey, yes. Oh, it's brilliant. Very nice. Bow down to me. Uh, wait a second. Are they vulnerable? Oh, shit. Spectres are not vulnerable. Oh, it's only the shadows that are vulnerable. All right, I will make it safe. Is it con? I think so. it was con. <laughs> what the <laughs> shit? It passed, didn't it? Well, it takes five damage. Five points of damage. All right, so it is still alive, just barely, and it's going to move out of this moonbeam. And it's going to attack to Bobby. 
because he's right there. What are the chances I hit him twice, right? Bring it on, stupid. Nada, no way. Holy! Oh, oh my god. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. It's in, we're in trouble. It's over. I thought you guys were going to kill this thing. <laughs> uh, whatever, Mr. I'm Invincible Armor. Oh, boy. Uh, I have Invincible Armor. I can just stand. <laughs> Why don't you use that dick of a shield? I am using the shield. Yeah, okay. it manages to find the one spot of your skin that's still exposed. That's like an inch big. It pulls a Luke Skywalker at the end of uh, episode four. Yeah, you just won the lottery, Spectre. <laughs> so I need a con save, buddy. Gulp. Come on, there it is. Oh yeah, no problem. Whoops, I shouldn't have said that. I want to use inspiration on this roll. Okay, there Didn't you go. Didn't need it, but I, anyway, I saved. Yeah, if, if the dice had been reversed, then you would have needed it. So, you saved. You do not have your maximum hit points reduced. Yes. You Lucky you. Still take 12 damage. Oof. Oh, do I, though? Because I only take six. Oh, you son of a bitch. Good try, stupid. <laughs> I always call them stupid because they it makes them that's, gradually like lose their will, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the worst insult to them. Right. <laughs> They're very proud of their mighty intellect. Okay, uh, Dimbabi, it's your turn. Get some revenge. I will. We're done here. Um, and just in case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the first hit misses, but the second one finishes it. All right. Pound, pound. And I'm not even going to worry about these other two shadows because they're asleep and you can easily gang up and kill him, so we're just gonna say Coup de gras. Coup de gras, then. Not only that, we are going to pee in the mouth of evil. I think, actually, all that would need to happen is Jason just moves his moonbeam on top of him, and then <laughs> Yeah. I don't think there's anything left to pee on in this case. No. Yeah. Fortunately. But we'll pee on the skeleton bones, then. Are they still there? Yes. As <laughs> the Minotaur! Curse those incorporeal undead. Not leaving remains upon which to piss. I go up and I hug Dion's cock. <laughs> it's a real family show over here, guys. You guys share a tender moment where you're both hugging tightly and you're both jiggling your booty a little bit <laughs> as you do it. I was hugging his his rooster, not him. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, easy to mix up. What were you thinking? Oof. All right, so if I'm not mistaken, neither Coslo nor Race can heal at this point. Race has had his max hit points reduced. Coslo just can't heal because of mummy rot. And I think, Glubjag, you've had your max hit points reduced, but you can still heal a bit before you reach that max. Correct. But it would seem that you guys have cleared all the undead from the front of this monastery. Oh, boy, until they come back with whatever they're going to bring. No, uh, guys, uh, when I went up to the north side of the building, I found their window, but it's uh, jagged and stabby. We might be able to sneak in, though. Ooh. I also tell them what I saw on the other side of the building. Which uh, was? There's a, there's a smaller building on the other side, and then there's this crater thing that's got purple mist flying out of it. Hmm. You know, these skeleton people had like a purple mist, right? They did. So this place is like uh, cursed or something, and uh, 
if we go in there, we could be in bad shape. I think some kind of undead meteor struck there or something. Well, do you want to sneak in? I say we go around back see what that thing is. Okay. We should probably sneak, though. Didn't you guys say you saw one of these shadows go heading off in the other direction? Yeah. The Spectre, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one of the Spectres. Hey, how does this max hit point reduction thing work? Well, what's your normal maximum hit points? 41. So it is now your maximum hit points, whatever, 41 minus, what, 12 or however much damage you took is? So 15, so it's minus, uh, oh. Yeah, but I mean, how do we get it back? Ah, so. Long rest. Yeah, you guys will need to do a long rest before this comes back. Right. Mm. Well, the problem with that is that they're going to be summoning reinforcements. Dababi, you, your sort of feeling of not being very strong, your just general weakness, you think that all you need is a good hour to just, like, relax, and you think you might get that back. Oh, yeah. At least. Sh- I'm probably going to need that, or I'll have to start jettisoning, jettisoning things. Well, I guess we better sneak Cargo. around back. All right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll sneak with you. I'll sneak as well. Yep. I'll stop the world and sneak with you. Plate armor weighs 65 pounds. So, and then the shield weighs how much? Six pounds. So we're talking 71 pounds just with your armor and your shield. Your weapon, maybe another five pounds. So you basically are feeling like you're at your limit just kind of walking around for the most part. Oh, yeah, definitely. Would lesser restoration be able to remove that condition? Um. So, yeah, you would know that the answer to that is no. The only way to recover from this is rest. to rest. Okay. Yeah. I think greater restoration could recover it as well. All right, well, gang, do you want to do a short rest? Or do you want to keep going? I mean, you guys are almost all nearly dead, right? There's nothing I can do. I mean, a short rest isn't going to do me much good at this point. I'll just take away my strength issues. It would give Race back all his bardic inspiration. That's true. But it would make his chicken no longer animated. Hmm. Oh, no! Me chickione! I mean, can we handle another fight right now? I, I would have all to. my level threes left. I'd have to go wild shape if I was going to get into an encounter. Right. But we probably stuff's inside. Why, why do we, why are we going around back? Because I saw that weird crater yeah, and that, thought, and thought. that small back building. Okay. All right. Anyone? I think the crater is definitely have something to do with what's going on here. All right. All right we well, check it out or short well, rest. Well, a short rest is going to help the the people who can still fight. And so I think a short rest is probably essential at this point. You Do it somewhere other? safe or what? We got a hut. I mean, I can use it as a ritual. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's very safe. Let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Tiny hut. Come into my hut, baby. Come into my party zone. Hut, baby. <laughs> so I think your cock might be too big for this tiny hut, but doesn't really matter that much. You've yeah, noticed it'll just stand guard. Exactly, and you've noticed that the undead tend to sort of leave it alone because it's not really alive. Yeah. So it just sort of stands guard. You guys create the the magic hut, and you all hide in it, and you get a nice, comfortable rest for an hour. <laughs> You get all your bardic inspiration back. You can choose to spend hit dice if yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. So is it the curse that doesn't let me get health back, or, or is it the... Sweet, is it, back to it is the curse. 
There actually is no disease associated with mummy rot. It's it's oh. got a kind of a an odd name because it's actually a curse. But oh, okay. it, it kind of it looks like your body's rotting away, which is why oh. they call it mummy rot. I think in previous editions it was both a curse and a disease, and you had to get rid of both. That makes sense. Yeah, they simplified now, it down. If life right. drain is a spell attack, can I use dispel? Uh, it is not a spell. Okay. In case you're curious. Dispel magic can get rid of uh, magical effects that are ongoing, but it can't get rid of magical okay. effects that are instantaneous. And the, the definition of an instantaneous effect would be like the magic that animated your cockatrice. That was like an instantaneous thing that occurred. It is now just an animated cockatrice. And also the damage that instantly dealt, if you get hit by a firebolt, like that damage instantly happened, the spell is no longer happening. You know, you can't dispel that firebolt that did the damage to you already. But if somebody is under the effects of sleep, or somebody is under the effects of slow, or polymorph, or any of those things, like, the magic is continually affecting them, and it's still present, like, forcing them to have that effect on them, then you can dispel that. I don't know if that helps you in any way. Uh, no, it does for the future, for sure. There was a time when people were arguing that dispel magic should be used to just destroy skeletons, you know, because, like, these skeletons were created with necromancy. Huh. So the, the creators of 5th edition had to come and explain, no, that was an instantaneous magical effect. The magic is no longer there. It's just created this thing now. That's why you can't detect skeletons with detect magic. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you guys right. rest up. No other undead come out and attack you. Excellent. Yeah. Um, before we go in, I just want to give a bardic inspiration to each one of these guys, just just early. The last ten minutes, we'll be in there by then. Fair boop, enough. Boop, boop. Just so you know, you can spell a third. You can spend a third level spell slot to animate your your chicken again if you want. Ooh, that's true. He did help me get at least. Mm. <laughs> I do that. I'll have two left over. Throw up one more time, just for good measure. Arise, chicken! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> All right, there you go. Okay, so we only have 25 minutes. I know everybody's got to leave at 6. So we're going to get a little bit further on. We're probably not going to do another fight. We'll go as far as we can. So, big question. Do you guys want to swing around back and check out that purpley, misty crater? Do you want to sneak into this building through some of the shattered stained glass windows? Or do you want to try and go in through the front door, which appears to be closed? I'm of a mind to sneak in. But if, I mean, if we got to do something with this crater, right? There's also like an additional smaller building sort of next to the yeah. crater, like really close to it. So there's also that. Yeah, so I, check think, it out first? I think it's possible that Alder Ravenguard might be locked up in that small building. Oh, let's sneak over and check it out. And then we can go in the building. How's okay. that sound? That's a good. like a plan. That's a good. That's a let's good. Right. Seems like everybody's decided. So, I'm going to go check out the other building. I'm just going to move you guys over there. Don't forget the cack. I never forget the cack. <laughs> Don't forget the cack. Did you bring your cack? Stay out of its way. Don't be a cack blacker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, let me describe this uh, to you. That was like advice from grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so you come across what appears to be a pretty simple building made out of stone with wooden double doors. Doesn't look nearly as like fine or as adorned as the chapel in the cemetery. 
The doors are closed. Hmm. 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 Anything around the back of it? Do you, want, do you want to check around the back of it? Yeah. Sneak sure. it. Looks like a wall. Yep, nothing around back. No doors or windows either. No doors back here, guys. What's the deal with the door to this little shed? Just wooden double doors. Closed, doesn't appear to be locked. Uh, How many skeletons could they possibly fit inside of here? It's so small, <laughs> it's got to be safe to open it. Clubjack, can you open it, like, you know, quietly? I will do my best. Oh, All right, I try quietly to open the door. I put my wrench on Overwatch. I, I'm on the chicken hovering 10 feet up in the sky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just that's, that's where Dion likes to be. <laughs> and right. I just, I've had so many issues with like opening things and taking posters down. And <laughs> so you open the door. This simple building contains a bed, a desk, a dresser, a table, and chairs. Much of the furniture has been destroyed, with decorations and other items strewn haphazardly around the room, including holy symbols of Lathander, Torm, Helm, and Tear. A large tome appears to have survived the destruction. It sits open at the center of the partially collapsed desk. Hmm. What do you think, Tavari? Doesn't seem like much is going on. Should we search it quick? I'll check out this chest. All right. So you guys uh, go in and you yeah. begin searching the place, looking for anything of value. There doesn't appear to be anything hidden, even if you spend a, a few minutes kind of tossing the place. It already looks like it's been tossed, but... Uh, the holy symbols seem like they would have value, as much value as any normal holy symbol would have. I think they're worth like five gold each or something like that. And the only thing that appears to be of any interest whatsoever is this large tome, this large book sitting over here. What does it say on it? Are you just looking at the cover? That's correct. All right. So the cover doesn't have anything on it. Is it open? It is open. So yeah, in order to look at the cover, you'd actually have to like touch it. Do you want to do that? Well, what are, what's what's it open to? You could just yeah, you could just look at what's written on it if you want. Yeah, looking at what's written on the open pages, it seems to be the end of a quite long sort of like, almost like a manifesto or a testament of some kind. You see that it's signed by somebody named Gideon Lightword, and uh, that name doesn't ring a bell to any of you guys. However, it seems like this person at this at the end of his manifesto, it seems like he has an intense hatred of demons, just based on what you can read on these couple of pages. Just demons or fiends in general? Specifically demons. So yeah. it's, it's just a manifesto that doesn't seem like there's anything useful? Well, I mean, there's a lot of other pages that you can't read. You're literally just looking at the very end, which is basically him swearing over and over that he'll do anything to destroy demons. But you could read perhaps more of it. There might be more information in there. I'll page through it a little bit. All right. You think that if you spend about 10 minutes looking through it, it's, it's kind of long, actually. That This 10 minutes wouldn't represent reading literally every word in it. It would just kind of be skimming and doing like a Notes version. So you could spend 10 minutes doing that. You think reading the whole thing would probably take a couple hours. Yeah. As a horizon walker, this is, seems like it would be of great interest. All right. Go ahead and make an investigation check, and I'll actually give you advantage on this as well because of your specific sort of hatred against demons already. All right. Oh boy. 
good work. That is good enough. So you pour over this tome and sort of read a few statements of it out loud. Luckily, you can actually read Infernal or Abyssal. Which one can you read? I can read both. You can read both? All right, excellent. So that helps you as well. It seems like whoever wrote this has a fairly in-depth understanding of both languages. What you learn is that it is written by a man named Gideon. It was written in the months leading up to Elturel's fall. It pontificates about the evil of demons, instructing the reader to be ever vigilant against their incursions and expounding that the demonic threat must be defeated at all costs. It praises the devils that stoically stand against the unending demonic tide, while chastising Helm, Torm, Tyr, Lathander, and their angelic servitors for not doing the same. Gideon apparently has nothing but praise for Zeriel's efforts to end the demonic threat. However, thanks to your sort of like understanding of Abyssal and Infernal and your clever investigative work, you realize that this is clearly the work of a madman. He contradicts himself <laughs> on numerous occasions. Alex Jones' manifesto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, now listen, brother. There's going to be demons that are gay frogs. Listen to me. <laughs> it might sound convincing, but that's mainly because he's a good he's good at writing and he's good at convincing. But it's it a lot of it doesn't make much sense. But he's batshit crazy. Yeah, he's he's. He's magic crazy. You worry about somebody who would read this whole entire thing and actually take it all in. You think that that might be bad for them <laughs> mentally. Yeah, I think I think I saw this posted uh, on QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Did I glean anything, any pieces of information out of it that seems like it would be useful? Not to any specific situation you're in at the moment, but who knows? Might be useful in the near future. Well, I'll shove it in. I'll shove it in my pack. Okay. So you shoved the manifesto of Gideon Lightword into your pack, and it seems like this little building is empty outside of that. All right then. What about the uh, purple pit? Purpley pit. Can we examine it? If you want. Do we want? Yes. Yes. We want. Yeah. Heck yeah. We want. Okay. The path around the chapel has been sundered by a deep hole in the ground, filled with a putrid purple mist. The haze filling the hole blocks any sense of how deep it might be or of what might lie within. Any sort of uh, checks we can make to, to determine anything about it? Magics? Yeah, I mean, would you have detect magic or, or anything, or do you want to just make an arcana check? Yeah, I'm going to make an arcana check. Okay. So Dababi walks up to the pit and kind of looks inside of it. The, the rest of you guys, looks like Glubjag is moving up. What did the rest of you guys do in Coslo and Race? I'll move up, uh, up to here to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll float on. You're riding your chicken again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cast Moonbeam moon into it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Hey, okay. Wait, right. what did I learn about it, though, first? You got 23 in your Arcana check. So this is what you notice, Dababi. You notice that the purple mist is pulsating in a way. Like, it seems like there's magical energy sort of flowing through it at seemingly random intervals. But as you're considering it, it strikes you that it is similar to the companion, which is that, like, black hole up in the sky above the city. And as you look up into, uh, see the companion, 
you realize that both are pulsing in sync with each other. Hmm. And right after you explain that, Castle is like, all right, that's a great idea. I'm going to moonbeam the shit out of this. <laughs> and moonbeams the shit out of it. And right as you do that, a 19, okay. You hear a screeching sound as a undead creature crawls out of the hole <laughs> into the moonbeam. So let's see. Nice call, Coslo. They're nice. Are you saying that sarcastically? No. Okay. <laughs> Good idea. We should seal it off. You should put your cock in it. So it's go ahead and cock. roll the moonbeam damage, and then we're going to roll initiative. All right, Ooh. so it's got to do a constitution save. Yeah. Constitution saving throw. Here it goes. It got a 12. He failed. He failed. Oh, it boy. Gets his delicious damage. <laughs> the delicious. Constitution Junction, what's your function? That thing looks like a wraith. That's a white thing. It looks Racist. bad. Okay, so how much damage did you do? 16? Ouch. Damn. Is he vulnerable to radiant damage? He's not vulnerable to radiant damage, but he's definitely not resistant to it, so that's good. All right. Did everybody roll their initiative? Not yet. Rolling. Do it. No. All right. Cool. So, Davabi, you see the thing begin to cross the threshold. It is just getting to its feet at the edge of this crater. What do you do? I say, back, back, foul demon. Do I know what I'm looking at? Make a religion check. Uh, 14 is... That's enough. This is a white. It is a type of undead, generally like a warrior or a knight that has been brought back. Uh, they're fairly intelligent, uh, about average intelligence, actually, for a human. They actually just have pretty good stats all around. They are sensitive to sunlight. However, there's definitely no sunlight in hell. And they can do life drains which, similarly to the specters, can reduce your maximum hit points. Are they burnable? Yes, but they're not particularly vulnerable or resistant to it. Just regular. Yeah. Silver mm. weapons get through their resistance, but so does magical weapons. And are they physical? Or they, do they look kind of ethereal? Like, what's their deal? Yeah, no, they're not physical. They're corporeal. So there's not a real good way to, like, subdue them or keep them oh, in no, one place. They are physical, aren't they? They, they are can. physical, yeah. They're, they are physical. They're corporeal, yeah. Oh. As opposed to incorporeal. Good. Oh, good. I'm uh, going to cast okay. web. <laughs> oh, damn. You're going to hold him in that moonbeam, huh? That's right. All right. You're staying there, shithead. So you... I conjure a mass of thick, sticky webbing. So, because you're an artificer, artificers oh, always have really funny ways of, of making their magic. So, you guys see Dababi put his wrench down in his holster briefly, and then pull out this weird-looking gun, which he then pulls the trigger on, and this glob of sticky web just shoots out of the end of it, and hits the white as well as all the area around it. So, does he get a save right now? Each creature that starts to turn in the web or that enters them during its turn must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, it's restrained as long as it remains in the webs. 
okay. or until it breaks free. All right, so no save yet, but in his turn, there will be a save. The web is going to be, it's a 20-foot cube, so you're probably going to want this to be the web, right? Yeah. Like that web? Well, actually, I mean, if it's going to walk towards me, though, I want it to be, like, right up next to us, basically. So like that? Yeah, so it has to wade through it. Okay, sounds good to me. Doing anything else? I'll give myself the 10 pit points. All right, Coslo. Last time today. I'm just going to let that moonbeam sit there. You know, I'm going to go brown bear. Brown bear time. All right, uh, that was a bonus action. You still have your regular action if you want to do anything funny. I'm going to hold my action. Uh, if something gets close to me, I'm going to hit it. Sounds good to me. Race. I hop off of me chicken, and then I say, Hey, yo, Raven, look at you. You got caught in the web in your own juices. Boy, that ain't happened to me since middle school, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Oh, it failed. You dumb as hell, boy. Mm -hmm. Take six. Oh, my God. Six points of psychic damage, and it is disadvantage on its next attack. Nice job. Oh, yeah. It's turn now. Well, I was going to send my cock right quick, but... Well, do you want to send your cock in there? Because there's... Well, yeah, you can fly over the web. Sure. Oh, yeah, you can fly and attack it. It's got its little head sticking out anyway, probably. How far is it? Go over there. 30. 30? Okay. Fly over there and whack it on its ass, boy. <laughs> he starts He starts playing his pipes. <laughs> <laughs> So he's playing Ace of Bass on his pipes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so an 18 to hit. 10 plus 8, definitely a hit. Hey, I'm at 8. 8 points of force damage, nice. All right, this thing is pretty messed up already. At the beginning of its turn, it has to make another save for the Moonbeam. You can go and roll the hey, damage. The damage was already rolled as part of it, 16. It does different damage every round, though. I had your movement deal extra damage to it because you cast it preemptively. So it took okay. 16 as it was climbing up oh, the nice. crater, and now it's taking another tick of your damage. Because, I mean, you're, that, was, that was clever to cast oh. a moonbeam down there. Four points of damage, and it has to make a dex save, otherwise it's restrained from the webbing. Natural one! All right, yes. it's restrained! Nice oh, to see it. All right, well, it, it can't move, and it has disadvantage on attack rolls. The only thing it can attack is this cock, uh, this giant chicken. So it's just going to swing its sword because it, this thing isn't alive as far as it can tell, so it's not going to try to drain life from it. Here comes two long sword attacks at the chicken. Uh, the first one misses, second one landed. Second one actually misses because it's restrained. It has disadvantage on its attack rolls. Oh, oh, yes. Yep. Oh, 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 God, yeah. Yep. Oh, Globjag, so your turn. So glad it took web. It's good to do some Kurigulin. Okay, Kurigulin up. Advantage on your attack rolls because it's restrained. Yep. Ah. And I'm going to use my extra damage. All right. <laughs> Bam. One point. Guess what? It had 11 hit points left. I'm not even shitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, that's how that's you happened, finish on That's happened to me twice. It's happened to me twice today. <laughs> All right, guys, so you found this pit, and it seems like there's just essentially undead sort of spewing out of it. So you fire a moonbeam down. You hear various screams of corpses coming from uh, from inside of it. And after 
like 30, 30 to 45 seconds, you don't really hear any of that screaming anymore. You don't know if it's possible more will come out later, but it seems like you've probably killed whatever was down there at this time. Huh. Is the mist still coming out? The mist is still coming out. Dude, it's a piece of that dark star. Dark star. Well, whatever's shining up in the firmament here. Oh, right, yeah. yeah what do we know about that stuff? Anybody remember? <laughs> I've, I've explained it a few times, but I, I don't fault you for what they, they, The light, the, what do you call it? The Companion. Companion, yeah. I don't recall anything specific about bits of it falling didn't off. It, it changed when, like, we broke that deal or something, didn't it? Or everything shook? So yeah. what happened was, way back in the day, the guy, the dude who you found, the one who was the, oh, yeah. the high priest of Elturel, he made Maybe. a deal with... Uh, Zeriel, the arch devil that runs this first layer of hell. And part of that deal, he got everyone in Elturel to sign a pact that they would defend Elturel like until the end of their days. And part of that also created the companion, which was this ball of light that destroyed and drove back all undead and fiends that came within even like hundreds of feet of the city of Elturel. So it was the shining beacon that drove away the demonic forces that constantly were attacking Elturel. But as a sort of hidden fine print of this deal was also that at a certain point, Elturel would be dragged down into hell and everybody that signed this pact would go with it. And the moment that that happened, the companion stopped glowing with a bright light and it turned black and it started radiating the opposite, which was like this necromantic evil energy. And that's oh. now what is hovering above the city. Okay. And apparently the thing in the hole was beating to the same rhythm as the companion. Yes. So I think it's a piece of it. That would make sense, yeah. Which... Good observation, Glubjig. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> I'm usually pretty dumb. next episode. But... <laughs> I mean, could we, use it? could we use it to our advantage in some way? You know what? I want to end this on like a little bit of a cliffhanger. This is already a bit of a cliffhanger, but Glubjag, as you're kind of thinking about this, something inside you tells you like, I should check to see if there's a portal around here. And you activate your super special ranger horizon walker portal senses. And to your surprise, you get a very intense tingling. There is a portal very, very close to you, but it is not right here. Interesting. Okay, that's a good cliffhanger. Thank you for listening to Rated RPG Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Subscribe to Rated RPG wherever you get your podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. Many thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them, the address is patreon.com slash rated RPG. Follow us on Twitter at Rated RPG Podcast. And for Rated RPG live streams, check out twitch.tv slash gamesocietypimps. On behalf of everyone at the gaming table, thank you for listening to the Rated RPG Podcast.